Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. We're overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hello and welcome to a Tuesday live right here on the early line on SportsGrid and all across the SportsGrid network. I am Ben Stevens. He is Donnie Wright's side and we are together for the next three hours up until 11 a.m. Eastern time live right here on the grid. By the way, that includes SportsGrid.com slash watch where you can find your favorite destination to consume everything all across the grid. Three hours Together, we go around the association with a couple of days off now from football, 12 days away from Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas. It will not stop our previews of the big game on Super Bowl Sunday between KC and San Francisco. But basketball is here in full force around the association in the NBA, a monumental Tuesday night slate in college basketball as well. All of that and more, Donnie, up until 11 a.m. Eastern. Yep, and we got a long way to go in this show to set the table for so many good things as you talked about, including the NBA. But yes, it is officially college basketball season for your boy DRS. How about this, Ben? Going over 84 and a half points last night with Lamar University's men's basketball team as they got into the 90s. Oh, Oh, boy, we got a good run here right up through Mark Madness, Ben. Let's get popping. I am telling you guys out there right now that Donnie Wright side, when it comes to college basketball team totals, when he really dives in, and it's not just silly season anymore, as DRS would consider it in November and early December, he is as good at capping team totals in college hoops as mm. you will find. You are lucky to be with us here on this Tuesday morning live on the early line on SportsGrid. And, Donnie, after Conference Championship Sunday, with a little bit of a come down from football, the NBA was there. A 12-game yeah. slate on a Monday evening as we welcome in that SportsGrid radio audience here to a Tuesday morning live on the early line on SportsGrid. Sirius XM, Channel 159. All of our radio terrestrial affiliates now in the fold as well. He is Donnie. I am Ben. A 12-game slate on a Monday night in the NBA, marquee matchups up and down the board, including in Mile High. Out in Denver, a matchup between the Nuggets and the Bucks. A potential NBA Finals preview. That's what Milwaukee is playing for this year. That's why they let go of Adrian Griffin and brought in Doc Rivers, who was on the sideline for the first time last night as the new Bucks head coach. But his debut was not necessarily dazzling as the Denver Nuggets win 113-107. The reigning NBA champions pick up a six-point victory at home, and they cover as a four-point home favorite. Yeah, I thought they would get the win and the cover at home last night. Also, you saw the Denver Nuggets beat the Philadelphia 76ers over the weekend, but that game did not include Tobias Harris, Tyrese Maxey, and or Joel Embiid. This game, we got full gas bucks, and that one still wasn't enough in Doc Rivers' debut. And also, maybe the Bucks got to get a little bit together here on the road, Ben. On the season, 11-10 and 10 overall. Home court advantage means a lot, and apparently the Bucks, roughly a 500 squad here in the NBA on the road this season. We'll see if that changes with Doc Rivers now in town. Meanwhile, Denver 19 and 4, the altitude and advantage at mile high. Now 12, 10, and 1 against the number booked as a home favorite. Nikola Jokic, a 25 point, 16 rebound, 12 assists, triple double. Jamal Murray leading all scorers with 35 points for Denver. Elsewhere around the association, a matchup of the two top teams in the Western Conference the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Oklahoma City Thunder in OKC. The winner of the game, Donnie, would take sole possession of that number one spot out west in Minnesota 
goes on the road to OKC. The Timberwolves, as a short two-and-a-half-point road underdog, win outright 107-101. Anthony Edwards leads the way for Minnesota. All five starters score in double figures. They win outright as a two-and-a-half-point dog. 33 wins now for the Timberwolves, the best record in the Western Conference. Yeah, I thought the Timberwolves were the right side last night and pulled off that victory, but just simply in the NBA. It's not like you're betting against the team saying, oh, I don't think Oklahoma City can win. You just had that rest disadvantage for OKC. The one guy that was sensational last night, as usual, was SGA chipping in with 37 points, but didn't get a lot of help here. Back-to-back on a team that's very talented on offense, Ben, only to reach 101. That's two things. A little bit tired and also how good a defensive team the Minnesota Timberwolves are. That stayed under a total of 224 and a half, as our coach James Young told you yesterday, breaking down that matchup. So now, Minnesota, 33 and 14 this year. That's 47 total games. The Denver Nuggets have played 48. They are 33 and 15 with one more loss, and the Thunder fall to 32 and 15. What a scoring output. It has been for Luka Doncic as of late. Donnie, we didn't even really react to Luka putting up 73 points on Friday night, the second most in the association since Kobe Bryant scored 81, now nearly 20 years ago. How does Luka Doncic follow it up last night at home against the Orlando Magic? He goes off for 45 points, 15 dimes, and one rebound shy of a triple-double, finishing with nine as Dallas prevails 131-129 129 last night over Orlando. Yeah, in the beginning of the season, we were talking about like, hey, let's take some prices here. Who do you think is going to win MVP? Doncic was my choice to win MVP. And it's crazy because you have two unbelievable centers going at it. But Luka is still in the background here putting up monster numbers. And you're right about it. It's like the Friday news dump, right? Like, hey, the weekend goes by. You don't get a chance to look at Doncic scoring 70-plus points in his game because Joel Embiid just did it. So apparently 70 is the new 50 in the NBA where it's okay. That's a really cool thing. But most people are doing that this year. He's having an unbelievable season. Let's also remember yesterday, no Kyrie Irving in that basketball game either. It was all Luka, and sometimes he likes that here. Two-point win, they'll take it. Another monster performance by Luka. Tim Hardaway Jr., 36 as well for Dallas, 36 on the other side for Paolo Bancaro. Orlando, who has been great covering numbers this year, does cover as a four-point road underdog. The return of Ben Simmons. Yes, Ben Simmons back onto the floor last night for the Brooklyn Nets. He played 18 minutes, Donnie, and fell two rebounds shy of a triple-double in only 18 minutes. His first game since November 6th for Brooklyn. He has 10 points, 11 dimes, 8 boards as the Nets blow out the Jazz at home 147-114. Plus 27 also in the night for Ben Simmons. But the first thing I checked there was the bottom line. Five of five from field goals, which you like that, but didn't see any three-point shots, didn't see him get to the free-throw line. As much as we loved Ben Simmons' performance last night, just get ready for those six-point clunkers on a night-to-night basis because while he was away, certainly didn't work on anything that he used to do, talented as wise anyway, Ben. So he ain't shooting the three, ain't getting to the free-throw line. Same old Ben Simmons. That sounds like a Philadelphia 76ers fan recapping a Ben Simmons performance. Big night in college basketball out in the Lone Star State, Texas and Houston. It's hard to win on the road in the Big 12, except the Cougs have done so twice in a row. Fourth-ranked Houston on the road wins in OT, 76-72 against the Longhorns. Texas does cover as a a four-and-a-half-point home underdog. I love this, too. This means Houston will be extra battle-tested by the time they get to March Madness. In the past, Ben, they used to breeze through the conference. Not this year, but 6-2. and two. They're going to win the Big 12 regular season. They're going to win the Big 12 in the conference tournament and possibly cut down the nets in March. Can't wait to see it. NFL news. The Chargers hire a new GM. Joe Horwitz is the new general manager in Los Angeles. A big blow for the Chiefs. Charles Amenehue has torn his ACL. He will not play in Super Bowl 58. More TEL next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 
It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Live right here on this Tuesday on the early line on Sports Grid, all around the association. A 12-game NBA slate on a Monday night that we recap here on this Tuesday morning. First, we go to Denver. A potential NBA Finals preview. That's what both sides are hoping for. That's what both teams have invested in. Mainly Milwaukee. The debut of Doc Rivers on the sidelines as the Bucks' new head coach did not come with a victory nor a cover as a four-point road underdog at Mile High in Denver. The Nuggets win by six, 113-107. They cover as a four-point home favorite. Jamal Murray leads all scorers with 35 points. Nikola Jokic has a 25-point, 16-rebound, 12-assist triple-double, and Denver wins by six against Milwaukee. Take a look at this game. First and foremost, Doc Rivers comes in. He's the new head coach. It'll take him some time to work his system in. The players get used to him. But that wasn't a great offensive output for 107 points for the Bucks here, who grab a very, very good offensive team. Now, granted, you're playing in elevation against the NBA champions. It's not always easy to go on the road and win games like that. And they didn't. And I didn't actually expect them to do it. But let me talk about Damian Lillard here, Ben. Like, Dame mm. time, right? That's how we know. Superstar guard in Portland. So much fun to watch. You know what his new nickname is in Milwaukee? Every other game, Dame. Because every other game mm. is a clunker, just like he had one last night. 18 points for only 5 of 13 from the field. That can't happen here. You know what you're getting on a night-to-night basis out of Giannis. It's going to be a high usage rate. 19 field goal attempts, but made 13. Even made the only three-point shot he took on that night. 6 of 11 from the free throw line. That's about what you're going to have. And also an active night on the boards with 12 of those. You know you're going to get great performances. Here's what I thought coming over for Dame from Portland. This was going to be a new start on a great offensive team where he doesn't have to brunt the entire load there on offense because you know Giannis is going to be able to handle most of that. But I thought he'd be a much more effective scorer. Now, hear me out on this. It's not that he can't score 35 points, but the efficiency, Ben, should be there. Like when the ball goes on the low block to Giannis, who is a decent passer out of the low block, that's what you always hope for. Hey, they collapse on Giannis, you kick out for a wide-open three, and Lillard's going to give you those daggers here. The only thing I'm not impressed with for Dame Lillard coming over is hopefully he gets it together, but we're midway through the season. The efficiency Mm -hmm. of Dame Lillard just isn't there. On a night-to-night basis, I don't know what I get out of him. Donnie, have you read the reporting around why Milwaukee made the shocking move less than a week ago to dismiss Adrian Griffin in his first year as the head coach for this Bucks franchise after a 30-13 and 13 start? A lot of that was because of the incorporation of Dame. How would Lillard be used in this lineup? How would he uh, orchestrate the offense and factor in to all the schemes that Milwaukee was trying to run? They brought over Terry Stotts, his longtime head coach in Portland, who rapidly resigned before the year got underway. There was some structure and some fractures in terms of how Damian Lillard would be used. And he has not been Dame time for the most part in his time with Milwaukee last night two of four from deep they expect Doc Rivers to bring Dame into the fold and bring that usage rate 
up for Denver on the other side. The Nuggets have been booked as a favorite in 43 of 48 games. Now 18, 23, and 2 against the spread. 19 and 4 straight up at altitude at the ball arena in Denver. And now they are 12, 10, and 1 against the number as the home favorite. Donnie, as you go around for Denver, also six straight unders for the Nuggets. Last night for Milwaukee, just their third time booked as a dog this year. 0-3 straight up and only 1-2 and against the spread. So as we look at how these things will play out the remainder of this year, we called it an NBA Finals preview potentially. And despite some of the weirdness around Milwaukee and the big changes last week, the Bucks are still right there in the Eastern Conference, second best record, 32 wins, tied for the third most in the NBA, only behind the Boston Celtics and now the Minnesota Timberwolves. It's a 32-15 and 15 record. For Milwaukee, a 5-1 to one number to win the NBA championship this year. Denver's only 60 cents in front at plus 440. Both teams trail behind Boston. Both still very much in the running. It just seems as though the atmosphere, the vibe around Milwaukee is almost like panic mode at this moment because we are past the midway point of this NBA regular season. They did it at the right time, though, Ben, I think, because they truly believe that they weren't going to get over the top with Adrian Griffin. You better cut it loose here because Doc's going to come in. It might take some time to see how, again, how the players get along with him, how he gets along with the players, what they like to do. He's got to learn all of those sets as well. But also, there's still plenty of time to do that. And also, as we look at, maybe have that week where Doc goes, okay, here's what I think we need on this team. Maybe an extra gun off the bench, maybe an extra defender here to help us in the playoffs. You can make those moves by the trade deadline next week. And I look forward to the Bucks making those decisions. Because as we know, similar to LeBron James when he went back to Cleveland, he held all the cards. He basically said, I'm not re-signing with you, and I'm going to do a year-to-year deal to make sure Dan Gilbert gives me everything I need. Giannis has been very vocal about that for the past two years in Milwaukee. Look, you want me to stay. I love it here. You better give me everything I need so we can maximize. I don't want to hear we're going into the luxury tax. I don't want to hear I'm not going to trade away my future because if you decide I'm leaving, then I don't have much on my team at this point in Milwaukee, and we're going to lose you know, face value, per se, because that franchise mm-hmm. won't be as great with Giannis out of town. So there is time to get this. I do think they'll make the those moves here. I'm not panicked about the Bucks here. Do I think they're going to win the East? No. I've always said it was going to be Boston, but I do think there's some things that they can do to improve that team at the deadline and then get used to Doc Rivers and maybe have a good playoff run here. There are four teams in the NBA championship odds that have a seven to one price or less. We showed you two of them. The Celtics are the favorites. The Clippers have that fourth best number right behind LA. The 76ers, 11 to 1. The Suns, 12 to 1. That's pretty much what you would expect for the six best odds to win the Larry O'Brien trophy this year. What about the teams behind them? The Minnesota Timberwolves and the Oklahoma City Thunder. 18 to 1 price on the T Wolves, 19 to 1 on OKC, the up and coming crew in the Western Conference that had a game last night in Oklahoma City that would currently decide the top spot out west. And Minnesota gets a big victory on the road. 107-101 over OKC. The Timberwolves went outright, Donnie, as a two-and-a-half point road underdog. A total of 222, or 224-and-a-half, rather, does stay under. Bought their A defensive game on the road here. The Minnesota Timberwolves did. You take a look at their shooting. Also close to 50% from the floor for the road. And also 48% from three-point range. And as a team from the free throw line. Didn't get there all that much, but went 13 of 15. That's what we expect here. The Timberwolves are a very good defensive team with maybe the best defensive center in basketball in Rudy Gobert. Finished with a plus 11 in that game, which also included eight. 14 rebounds for Rudy, 14 of those on the defensive glass. That's how you win against a tired opponent, OKC, who apparently SGA was rested and ready for this game, but not much else here from the rest of the OKC team. I'm not going to take all that much away because even though OKC was home, they probably should have won that basketball game, had a terrible loss the night before, and now you compound that with a loss here, which knocks you off that top pedestal. They'll still be there in the running at the end of the season. Minnesota just caught them on a night where it was tough to overcome. 37 points for Shea Gilgis-Alexander, 27 for Anthony Edwards, all five starters for the Timberwolves scoring in double figures. Now, there's 82 regular season games in the NBA. It's not like the NFL where tiebreakers really factor in all that much, but the fourth and final regular season matchup between the top two teams in the Western Conference, Minnesota and OKC, now a split 
between the four. The Denver Nuggets technically now the second best record out west, 33 and 15, a half game behind Minnesota, 33 and 14. The Phoenix Suns, a big victory on the road yesterday in Miami. It was a two and a half point spread in favor of the Heat, but now make that seven straight losses for Miami they have not covered in their last eight games as Phoenix goes to South Beach and wins outright 118-105. One of those games where I loved the Miami Heat last night I thought they were the right side in this one because I figured maybe one of the big three would sit out for Phoenix after a back-to-back that didn't happen but also Miami's getting blown out heading into the fourth quarter bad look for the Heat where's that Heat culture at man? Not here in the regular season. Seven straight losses for Miami. The NBA championship on where the market is moved next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... No, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10 piece Wick Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Live right here on this Tuesday on the early line on SportsGrid. We are well past the midway point of this NBA season in 2023-24. For instance, the Denver Nuggets played their 48th game of the year last night. 82 regular season games, 41 the midway point. The reigning NBA champs have played 48. Most teams around the league at least 46 games so far this year. So, Donnie, as we pick it up, in the association as an NFL season winds to a close it is a good time here at the end of January to look at where the league stands overall in the chase for an NBA championship that Larry O'Brien trophy this year we go back to opening night October 24th around the association the Boston Celtics were the favorites to win the NBA championship plus 380 Co-favorites, in fact, alongside Milwaukee, the Bucks after the acquisition of Damian Lillard, a plus 380 price. We talked about this phenomenon, Donnie, entering this 2023-24 NBA campaign, the big four. From the odds makers' perspective, plus 550 for the Nuggets, the defending champs, alongside the Phoenix Suns, plus 550. Everybody else around the league had at least a quadruple-digit price or greater, including the Clippers at 27 to 1, or the Sixers at 27 to 1. It seemed like it would be a four-team race in both the Eastern Conference with the top two, Boston and Milwaukee, in the top two out west, Phoenix and Denver. Yeah, and if we're looking at these odds here, right, and just to focus yep. on the Eastern Conference, this is about what we expected, right? I thought Boston was the best overall team possibly in the NBA, but certainly in the Eastern Conference. Milwaukee, not that far behind. As you see them, one the two in the standings currently in the NBA. The Philadelphia 76ers being in third place, not really surprising, but maybe mildly surprising because I didn't know what we would be getting out of Joel Embiid this NBA season. He's been fantastic, but now a couple games in a row they've lost. Joel Embiid with a couple more injury information to worry about. That knee is flaring up. Is he going to get to be the MVP, but we thought they would probably land somewhere around three, four, five, yeah. or even six here in the East. And also the Cleveland Cavaliers, Pacers, Keith, you get the point here. But if we flip it over to the Western Conference, this is what we didn't expect. 
Yes, we knew the Denver Nuggets were a great basketball team, and quite frankly, only a half game out of the top spot now in the Western Conference. That was anticipated. The Clippers getting that James Harden move. We figured they probably would be pretty good. Now, they're sitting at that four seed. They were terrible to start the season, but now playing great basketball. A mild surprise, maybe, if you're looking there. And also, you take a look at teams behind the Phoenix Suns, the Sacramento Kings. We expected them to be in the top six. But the teams maybe we didn't expect to be rising to the occasion this far in the NBA season to Minnesota Timberwolves and the Oklahoma City Thunder. So you're getting a little bit of that yeah. nice flavor out in the West. Like, hey, up-and-coming teams that haven't done it in the playoffs, maybe they can get it done. So just looking between the East, which I expected, the West is much more fun because teams at the top of the standings, I didn't expect to be there, Ben. And those are by far the biggest movements from what you will see on the NBA's opening night to where we stand right now. 55-1, to the number on Minnesota. A playoff team a season ago, the eight-seed out west that lost in five games to the eventual champs, the Denver Nuggets. But some postseason pedigree for the T-Wolves over the last two seasons, play-in tournament experience, playoff experience last year, OKC on the rise as well. A young core that seems ready for the occasion, 70-1 to before the year got underway, now 19-1 to for Oklahoma City. By far the biggest in most drastic moves around the association but what's so interesting Donnie is the parallels that you can make between two teams that were at 27 to 1 before the year got underway that engaged in the first blockbuster deal of this NBA campaign Philly and LA that being the Clippers both 27 to 1 before the year got started both have seen tremendous movement in their favor the Clips now fourth best price to win an NBA championship at seven to one take off 20 bucks Philadelphia 11 to one of course it was the James Harden deal to Los Angeles the vibes felt free in Philadelphia at first it did not work with the beard and LA now it has we have said this I can't even count how many times here on the early line but LA was eight and ten at the end of November two games below 500 now 30 and 15 they are 22 and and five in the last month and a half nearly two months of NBA action the Clippers are for real in the Western Conference the Clippers have a better price to win the Western Conference than the Phoenix Suns we'll focus on LA in just a moment Donnie the only team that has seen negative market movement in those seven NBA clubs we have featured in that market movement board the Phoenix Suns, plus 550 to win the NBA championship before the season. A co-favored number to win the Western Conference alongside the Denver Nuggets. A 12-1 to price now for Phoenix. Still sixth best in the NBA. But the Suns really haven't been at full health, full availability for most of this season. The last two and a half weeks or so, the big three in the Valley, Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, and Bradley Beal, have been on the floor together. And we have seen it a little bit more in those wins and losses in terms of the results adding up for Phoenix. Yes, and I do believe Phoenix has a legitimate chance to win an NBA championship because it's unlike any other sport, right? You take a look at the NFL. The regular season means a lot, Ben. Where you end up in the standings at the end of the season means you're going to play in Santa Clara like the 49ers did, or you could have played that game in Detroit. That might have been a massive swing on who actually advanced to the Super Bowl. It's not really the case in the NBA. It's getting your team healthy into the playoffs and also the playoff structure when you have a veteran team, which Phoenix does. You're not playing on back-to-backs, Ben, right? You're not in Dallas one night and you're flying out to LA play the very next night to see if your guys can be rested and ready and if maybe two or three two of the three guys in the big three can play maybe only have one left over in the playoffs as we know the first round is not a sprint it is a marathon which means you're playing seven games here and you're lining up on a night-to-night basis where you say I'm going to play on a Monday you might not play again till Friday of that week. So if you're a veteran player, that is huge yeah. here. So when you see those price points here for Phoenix, it makes some sense even, Ben. If it hasn't worked out in their favor in the regular season, you have to grade the playoffs completely different. It's the same way we bring up the Lakers a lot. Yeah. You look at the Lakers in the regular season. Yes, they won the in-season tournament. I get that. But if you ask me right now, hey, can the Lakers win a championship? No, they don't look nearly as good enough to even come close to winning the Western Conference. But yeah. you get LeBron James and Anthony Davis in a play offset for seven games you got to beat them in four of them and you're playing every three to four days that's a major advantage for the Los Angeles Lakers so that price point on Phoenix makes a lot of sense because Ben I'm not handicapping what I see now I'm handicapping Mm -hmm. when that big three is healthy in the playoffs and you got to take them out and win four times in seven games against them 
And unlike the Lakers right now or Los Angeles a season ago, the Lakers had to get out of the play-in tournament to earn the seven seed in the Western Conference and ended up making a run to the Western Conference Finals. Those things can happen given the structure of the NBA. Ten teams technically make some form of postseason basketball with seven through ten into the play-in tournament. That means only five teams in a conference have an early exit after the end of a regular season and if phoenix is one of those 10 teams i will guarantee you they will be favored in both of their games in the play-in tournament to try to be one of the final eight in the western conference postseason but phoenix is not at the moment and they've won eight of their last 10 games a seven game win streak that was snapped over the weekend they continue a long east coast swing and last night as a two and a half point underdog on the second leg of a back-to-back in Miami. The Suns had all their big three play, but neither KD, Devin Booker, who has scored at least 40 points in three straight games, entering last night with 62 over the weekend. Neither Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, or Bradley Beal were the leading scorer for Phoenix. It was the veteran Eric Gordon with 23 points off the bench. So Phoenix has won now eight of their last 10 games, seven games above 500, 27 and 20, a full game up on both Dallas and New Orleans to stay out of the play in tournament and to be one of the top six in the Western Conference. Now, as we go to the LA Clippers, 30 and 15. Fourth best record in the Western Conference. We have shared again 22 and 5 since the end of November. And one of those five losses came yesterday in what both Donnie and I considered a tough spot for LA. On the road against the Cleveland Cavaliers, the line was working against LA all morning, afternoon long. It closes only a one, one and a half point spread in favor of the Clippers. It was three and a half when we started speaking here on the early line yesterday. And the Cavs are playing really good basketball as well. Cleveland now has won 10 of their last 11 games. They were victorious last night at home, 118 108. So, even with that, the Clippers are still 15 games above 500. LA has still won 22 of its last 27 games. Yesterday on the show, James Young said he pick, he predicts and picks the LA Clippers to win the Western Conference crown. What do you think the outlook is, Donnie, for the Clips this season? Here's a tough thing, because if we're going for trends, right, where, again, shouldn't really play into the season, different players, different season as it goes into it, we know the Clippers don't show up in the playoffs. And it's not to say, Ben, that they don't play well when they get to the playoffs. Their players just aren't available in the playoffs. You tell me right now, James Harden's healthy. You tell me right now, Kawhi Leonard and also Paul George are ready to go game number one in the playoffs, and they're going to have a healthy run. Let's forget about if they even win the NBA championship. Just give me those players on the court throughout the entirety of the playoff run. If it's one round or goes right to the finals, I actually really like their chances but it feels the same right. way you can mirror them with an eastern conference team the philadelphia 76ers whether it's the one seed the four seed or the five seed it doesn't matter when they get to the playoffs joel Embiid is either sick for a game or his knee injury flares up or he breaks a bone in his face at that point things always creep up poorly for the sixers and the clippers here if you want to remove that from the equation and just look at the clippers mm-hmm. and next week is the trade deadline if they fortify that team anymore why can't they win a championship but i just can't get out of my head you're taking the clippers and in round number two you go look at this Kawhi's knee flared up and paul george is nowhere to be found in some covid protocols at this point it's hard to get over that talent wise they can win it but for my money i don't think i could take the clippers here seven to one right now for the la clippers fourth best price to win that nba championship to the end of an nfl season for many teams how the offseason now looks up next sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest but let me play devil's advocate here let's see so no that's a good thing Uh, (laughs) that's definitely not a problem Uh, reese's you did it you stumped this charming devil 
It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash grad admissions. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes. The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. We have done this in every stage of the NFL postseason. 14 teams make the playoffs, and each round we have seen a few others already add up into the offseason. That is the case following conference championship weekend in the National Football League. In the NFL's Final Four, two march on to Las Vegas in Super Bowl 58, the Kansas City Chiefs, the San Francisco 49ers. That was a rematch of Super Bowl 54, a rematch, Donnie, that not many people wanted to see because entering conference championship Sunday, the public wanted some fresh faces. They wanted some new blood. They wanted the Baltimore Ravens out of the AFC and the Detroit Lions out of the NFC. Oh, so close, but yet still pretty far. Where are the franchises heading in the future? We start with the Detroit Lions. It was nearly three years ago to the day entering conference championship weekend that Dan Campbell was introduced as the head coach in the Motor City and he had the infamous or famous press conference about when you knock us down on our way back up we will bite a chunk out of your kneecap as we are coming up it is the mentality and the confidence instilled by Campbell in his Detroit Lions side ultimately in the NFC championship game they come up short they had a 24 to 7 lead at the halftime break, that 17-point deficit is the largest comeback now in conference championship history in NFL postseason history. As San Francisco won, of course, 34-31. Donnie, there's a lot of ways I think you can look at the ending of a season, the ending of a game, how that specific 60-minute affair goes and for the Detroit Lions it was almost on the precipice of doing something the Lions had never done reach a Super Bowl oh so close and yet SOL same old Lions reared its ugly head once again how do you believe Detroit will look back on 2023 as a whole a major missed opportunity. And typically, Ben, you get the Super Bowl hangover, which means you fight tooth and nail all season long. You get to the Super Bowl. You come up a little bit short. It's hard to go into the offseason and say, hey, we'll get them next year because you know how hard it is to get back to the Super Bowl. Detroit is probably feeling a lot of similarities, even though they didn't make the Super Bowl, because of what could have been here and what could have been on this season, which was very fun to watch for Detroit. And also, just going back a couple years ago, when Dan Campbell got hired, a lot of the football guys laughing at what he was preaching here. But he was the perfect mm -hmm. coach for Detroit at the time, a passionless city, a team that's beaten down all the time. And he basically came in and said, look, we are going to be a tough, fast, physical football team that you're not going to, going to want to play, and we're going to mimic Detroit as a city, hard-nosed, tough as nails, blue-collar. We're going to make you proud, and they did. But sometimes a coach can only take you so far in that predicament because if you take a look at this year, Dan Campbell was a very good coach on the sidelines. Why? He picked an unbelievable offensive coordinator in Ben Johnson, the best in the mm -hmm. NFL. You saw that offense where Jared Goff, keep in mind, how well he played this year and last year, he was a throw-in in the trade for Matthew Stafford as if the Lions like, well, we need a quarterback next year. He's not a future guy, <laughs> but he's a bridge guy, and we'll move on. Now it looks like he's their future guy. A lot of things worked out well, but Ben, Let's focus what took place on Sunday, which also yeah. you can go back and rewind the tapes here just a few weeks. Sure. I love Twitter. I love X. I'm on there every football game, and I call it like I see it. Here's the problem that we started to have. 
That Dallas Cowboys game showed me exactly what could possibly happen in big-time scenarios where your coach just isn't involved in the game-day situations as he should be as a CEO head coach. If you're not calling the defense, if you're not calling the offense, you have to have your head in the game to manage it appropriately. He went so far off the end to cost them that Dallas Cowboys game. I said to myself, What's going to happen then in the biggest moments here is I just watched him maybe in the biggest Lions game in the past 30 years, which was that Dallas Cowboys game. He blew it because he lost his cool at the end of the game when he tried to trick the referees. It didn't go in his way, and he still elected to go for the two-point conversion, even if he was on the 30-yard line going in, because that's what he wanted to do. Fast forward to the playoffs here. Look, the plays the plays were to be made on the field, and the players dropped the ball, pun intended mm-hmm. there, multiple times. But when you have chances in an NFC championship game to make the right call knowing that it's going to be a controversial decision, just stick to your game plan. Ben, if you went every time they were in fourth and short, I'd say, you know what? The man has convictions, right or wrong. That was the thing he wanted to do. But the fact that you kick a field goal at the end of the first half on fourth and goal from the three-yard line to make it a three-score game, to take that momentum mm-hmm. into the locker room as opposed to going for it, I didn't have a problem with that. But you have the same exact situation in the third quarter, 24 to 10, to take the momentum mm-hmm. back from the San Francisco 49ers, and you elected to go for it on fourth down, and you didn't get it. At the end of the football game, to put the pressure back on the 49ers when you were down three points to kick a field goal, you elected to go for it and it didn't work. Then on the goal line, and make no mistakes about it here, he is a CEO head coach. Ben Johnson didn't just on a whim run that football on third down when we knew it couldn't happen. Right. And if you ran it in, great, nobody would have cared. But it got stopped. You had to call your timeout, and the game was effectively over right there. You can't have a head coach make terrible decision after terrible decision in the biggest moments. Yep. And he showed us his real self in that Dallas game, and we didn't believe him, but you better believe it now. Dan Campbell, not the man for the biggest moment in Detroit, Ben. There's a lot of conversation about the analytics and fourth down conversions and what it says for Detroit and why the Lions elected to do what they did in the second half and two critical junctures in an NFC championship game. And context matters, but it's not necessarily about the numbers for Dan Campbell. It's just his belief and his confidence in his team. If we show you the coaching questions once again, I think that third and final one to run it on third and goal from the one yard line and then have to burn a timeout when you had all three available to try to force San Francisco to stop them and get the football back instead of the unlikely onside kick was actually the worst coaching decision of those three and Donnie spot on Ben Johnson is the talented offensive coordinator that might have called in the play but the situation of what was available and what to do and what the plan was and how it needed to be executed is all under Dan Campbell's purview Donnie one of the things why we debate fourth down conversions and fourth down attempts is because there's no finite answer There is the unknown. If the Lions decided to kick a 48-yard field goal, would it have even gone through the uprights? What would it have meant for the game if it was tied at 27-all? Or if Detroit midway through the third quarter took a 27-10 lead, would they have been able to stop the 49ers? We could look at the results, though. And again, I said yesterday, I hear the criticisms of Dan Campbell for his fourth down decision-making in the NFC Championship game. But I think what had much more monumental impacts on the game was the fact that Kendall Vildor should have had the second pick of Brock Purdy. Instead, it hits him squarely in the face mask and ends as a 51-yard gain for San Francisco and Brandon Ayuk. Or on the ensuing offensive play for the Detroit Lions, they fumble the football inside their own 25-yard line. Those are plays. You saw the outcome with your own two eyes the result is finite you can't really debate what the outcome would have been and frankly Donnie those questions are going to follow the Lions all off season we just got a report from ESPN's Adam Schefter commanders officials for that Washington organization in the Motor City today to meet with Ben Johnson and the DC Aaron Glenn doing their due diligence as Boomer Esiason told us last week on this show it seems as though Washington is going to hire the Lions offensive coordinator Ben Johnson that will be a huge thing for Detroit to replace entering 2024 but as we look at the three years for the Lions under Dan Campbell a 3-13-1 record 
where Detroit was booked as an underdog all 17 games in 2021. And not just 3-13-1, an 0-10-1 start in his first year. Last year, 9-8, and and they started 1-6. Of course, this year, 12 wins in the first divisional championship for the Lions in three decades. Detroit has been the best cover team. 37-13 37-13 and 13 against the spread in the National Football League over the three-year span under Dan Campbell. You started to see that competitive nature and the belief in the Lions once again, even back in the 2021 NFL season. Are you optimistic about where Detroit will be entering next year in the NFL? No, and not in the future. And that's not just being a hater here. Again, I didn't lose any money on Detroit losing that football game. And generally, I loved what they did. But let's be real about what takes place in the NFL and why Dan Campbell said at the end of it is, look, I know how hard it is to get here. Next year, it's going to be twice as hard. Do you know what's going to happen here? You're going to have your quarterback, Jared Goff, who's now your franchise guy. That contract starts at $45 million a year as an extension. That's going to happen. What's the best part about the Detroit Lions over the past two seasons? Ben Johnson is an unbelievable talented play caller he's going to move on here and you must replace him remember that philadelphia eagles high-flying offense shane steichen left no big deal it's sirianni's offense and he'll put those principles in to go to brian johnson yeah we saw those effects that's real here so as i say this over the next couple years i'm not saying that they can't be a good ball club i'm just not the expectations of them getting back to the nfc championship because also other teams the nfl is great because of the parity as you just saw that statistic how bad detroit was three years ago on the cusp of a super bowl you can turn things around quickly which means the green bay packers look like they found their franchise guy how about the chicago bears maybe in the best position of anybody in football that's the same division if the vikings bring back kirk cousins here a formidable opponent things get harder year to year and that's the design Mm -hmm. of the nfl so hear me out on this which is never going to happen if you were the Ford family that owns the Detroit Lions, Ben Johnson doesn't leave the building today, not because of the commanders wanted him to be their head coach. You fire Dan Campbell, and you hire Ben Johnson as your offensive coordinator. Now, hear me out. You might be watching this program and say, Donnie, you're an idiot here, but you ask a fan base in Detroit, put it up to a vote. Who would you rather stay next year, Dan Campbell or Ben Johnson? It's never going to be Dan Campbell, Ben. I'm just being real. I, see, I think if you ask Lions fans, it would be Dan Campbell. He has embodied this organization. Bozos. He has embodied that city. He has brought back the belief in Detroit. I still believe Dan Campbell is an incredible head coach. I did not just hear what we had said through our producer, but, oh, okay, I got you. Okay, we'll save that, and we'll focus on the <laughs> NFC at this moment. I still believe, Donnie, that the Detroit Lions are going to be The NFC North favorites next year, and I still expect them to be a playoff team. Are they going to reach the NFC Championship game once again? We shall see. That is going to be difficult to do, as Dan Campbell said. But even with the fourth down decisions, even with that two-point conversion attempt in Week 17 against Dallas, I believe in Dan Campbell. I believe in what he has meant for this Lions franchise. I believe in where Detroit will be. You see them at a 17-to-1 price for the Super Bowl 59 odds entering 2024. The Niners are the favorites. The Ravens, the second-best number, even in front of Kansas City. The Bills, the Bengals, heavily skewed to the AFC, by the way. Then the Cowboys Mm -hmm. in front of the Lions and the Eagles. Donnie, you've said it. I'll say it here. If you are going to be a team that wants to contend for a Lombardi trophy, you have a much better path on paper in the NFC than you do in the AFC, and that's still where Detroit remains. Yeah, and I look at those numbers right now, not knowing who's going to win the Super Bowl this year, but I see that Chiefs number, and I think the Chiefs number should be minus 120 next year to win the Super Bowl. Because if Patrick Mahomes stays healthy, Andy Reid's going to come back. They're going to add legitimate talent at the wide receiver position and just go scorched earth on everybody next year. It's amazing what they've been able to do. We'll see if they win it all. But let's just leave on this last point here. Detroit, give me the no. What's the no number on the Super Bowl? That is solid gold, baby. Ain't coming anywhere near that next year. You kind of sound like a Detroit hater now. What happened to Detroit Donnie that I used to know and love? More of the early line next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... 
No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10 piece Wick nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Um. College basketball on a Monday night to end out this opening hour of a Tuesday morning live right here on the early line. Two top 25 teams in action on Big Monday. It looked like it would be a very difficult spot for the Houston Cougars on the road following a big Saturday win at home against Kansas State. They head out to Austin. It went to overtime in the Cougs prevail. The fourth ranked team in the country wins by four but does not cover as a four-and-a-half-point favorite. The hook can giveth, and it can taketh. But Houston, a big road win straight up, 76-72 on the road against Texas. I love this. Like I love that the Houston Cougars went to a Power 5 conference, a great basketball team, which sometimes you say, okay, now let's see them against the best of the best. No, we understand the Houston Cougars, Ben, are the best of the best. 6-2 and two yep. now in conference play. But these are the type of wins here. I, actually, I figure these like tournament wins, Ben, right? Because if you're rolling through a non-Power 5, Group 5 conference, you're like, okay, we're expected to do this, but you don't get that battle every single night. This helps them so much. Yes, they only won by four points, and yes, it was a struggle, but you playing on that big stage night after night, it's like iron sharpens irons. I'm more excited for Houston to make yeah. a run this year than I was in the past two years, and it's not even close because I know they're getting battle-tested before you actually get to March Madness. Those national championship odds we showed you yesterday, Purdue the favorite 7-1, to one, Houston and UConn right behind at 9-1. to one. They are three of the seven teams in college basketball with less than three losses. Everybody has two. Houston both on the road, but now two straight road wins in Big 12 play. Meanwhile, for Texas, that was their third Big 12 home loss of the year, something you can ill afford to do in conference action. Duke follows Houston's suit and wins on the road in Blacksburg against Virginia Tech and wins by double digits, covering as a three-and-a-half-point favorite. The Blue Devils 77-67, 10-point victory over the Hokies. Yeah, Duke on the road shooting 53% from three-point range. That'll win it each and every time. That's a tough place to win. Duke got it done. Good one. We'll talk with John Rothstein in Hour 3. It's a huge week ahead in college basketball. Hour 2 starts in 55 seconds. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Donald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.